Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Nonprofit Utopia podcast, formerly known as Nonprofit U. Our podcast is an extension of our community, and we provide a forum where nonprofit stakeholders can share lessons learned and discuss the latest developments in the industry. My name is Valerie Leonard, your host. I'm the founder of Nonprofit Utopia, the ideal community for emerging nonprofit leaders. I work with nonprofit organizations to help them make a stronger impact to their clients and communities. You can find out more about us on nonprofitutopia.com, Facebook, and Twitter. I encourage you to follow us and to comment early and often using today's hashtags, Nonprofit Utopia, Together We Speak, and Civicus. You can also leave comments on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Nonprofit Utopia. The chat room is open, and you can post comments and questions. In order to use the chat room, you must open a listener-only account, and you'll find a link to open the account on the page for this episode right underneath the chat box. You can also email me questions at ValerieFLeonard at NonprofitUtopia.com, and we'll be taking questions by phone and from our chat room at about the 30-minute mark or so. The call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. We encourage you to sign up for our mailing list to keep abreast of the latest developments with the Nonprofit Utopia community, and we have included a link to our mailing list in the comments section. Last year, Civicus's Global Speak campaign connected over 200 organizations from nearly 50 countries, allowing them to speak to one another across lines of division, reversing the trend of increasing social and political polarization. Some of the results were truly amazing. Urgent peace agreements were signed, old prejudices were confronted, and new relationships established. This year promises to be even more impactful. We'll talk about Speak 29, I'm sorry, Speak 2019, lessons learned from previous campaigns and ways we can get involved with Civicus work beyond the Speak campaign 2019. Today's guest is Nick McKay. He's the Speak campaign consultant at Civicus World Alliance for Civic Participation. Nick is a global social entrepreneur who has helped start and grow some of the world's largest social justice organizations. He is the co-founder and deputy chair of Common Grace, an Australian Christian movement for justice, and previously worked with AVAS, where he played a key role in the 2015 climate march. Since 2017, Nick has worked with Civicus World Alliance, leading the Global Speak campaign. The campaign seeks to bridge divisions through dialogue. Last year, the campaign culminated in three days of action with almost 200 events in 45 countries. Nick currently lives in Johannesburg with his wife, Dawn. They have a four-year-old son and a daughter on the way. So, Nick, can you hear me? I can, Valerie. Can you hear me? I can. This is awesome, awesome. And we apologize to our listening audience. We had difficulty. I was able to hear Nick. He wasn't able to hear me, so we just decided to start over again, and it seems to be working now. So 
Thank you for bearing with us, everyone. So, Nick, thank you again for being with us today, all the way from Johannesburg, South Africa. And we really appreciate your coming on such short notice. And before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about Civicus and how you came to work with them? Of course, and thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and, um, and great to be able to share some of what we've been working on over the past uh, few years with your audience uh, in the US and beyond. Uh, to answer your question about Civicus, uh, the formal name of the, of the alliance is, um, as you said, for Civicus World Alliance for Civic Participation. Um, it's a global alliance of over 4,000 civil society organisations and activists uh, who are spread across over 175 countries. And the main purpose of Civicus is basically it's dedicated to strengthening both citizen action and also civil society. Um, so the, um, the team, I guess, or the staff is actually referred to as a secretariat um, rather than a, a conventional kind of staff. And, and the reason for that is that uh, it, it is intended to operate as an alliance. It's our members, which are the, the CSOs and the activists, um, who are the kind of heart and soul of the, of the, um, the movement and help to, to power our work and, and guide our direction. Um, and so the secretariat really exists to help to support um, and strengthen and um, and uh, and respond to the needs and the um, and the opportunities that come from our members and, and from civil society at large. Um, Civicus has a, a quite broad definition of civil society, so it includes mm -hmm. NGOs and activists, as I said, as well as um, faith groups and um, and all sorts of uh, uh, kind of informal uh, civil uh, civic movements. Um, and so uh, it is intentionally, I guess, broad because we see civil society as being um, uh, essentially being everybody, <laughs> or at least it should be in terms of our role as citizens. Um, and that's part of the, the role of Civicus is to help to promote and, and to strengthen civil society. Okay, awesome, awesome work. And I know too that you also have a five-year strategic plan and that plan informs your work not only across your program, but all the programs at Civicus, right? So this plan has also been informed by your theory of change. And can you tell us a little bit about Civicus theory of change? Yeah, of course. So uh, the, the, the theory of change for Civicus, and uh, which is, as you say, informed the, the five-year strategic plan, um, is quite broad and, and intentionally so because we're a, a global alliance. Basically, we see that there are a number of defining issues of our time, and those can be grouped into into three main categories um, uh, based on our kind of analysis. Uh, there's justice-related issues, inclusion-related issues, and then sustainability. And so I guess when we say that we're talking about everything from climate change through to you know threats to basic freedoms of, of speech or association and assembly um, and uh, and issues to do with uh, global poverty and equality uh, and basically the, the, the civic theory of change um, is based on a belief that in order to address these defining issues uh, what is needed among other things is a civil society that is equipped to respond, that's empowered to respond, that is connected uh, to each other and to the broader 
um, to the broader world um, that is innovative and trying you know, new and different and bold ways of being able to uh, create change uh, and mm -hmm. whose voices and, and whose work is being amplified um, beyond their local communities and, and even national uh, communities uh, so that we can inspire and, uh, and learn from each other as well as then agitating for change and, and coming together in solidarity. And so all of Civica's activities, including the Speak campaign, um, work towards making this real, work towards equipping and empowering, connecting civil society in order to be able to respond to these challenges and indeed to, um, to capitalise on, on a number of the opportunities uh, that come mm -hmm. with the world in which we live and the and, and the time um, in, in which we live. Okay, great. So I want to remind you that you're listening to the Nonprofit Utopia podcast, and we're speaking with Nick McKay. Nick is the campaign consultant for Speak, the Speak campaign at Civicus World Alliance for Civic Participation. We'll take questions from our listening audience and chat room at about the 30-minute mark. The call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. And we've noticed that our international audience is growing, and we would love our podcast guests to reflect views from around the world. And we want to thank Nick for being our very first guests from outside the United States, so thank you. So if, <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So if you're listening from a country other than the United States and you know of heads of NGOs that we should consider having on the show, please contact us at info at nonprofitutopia.com. So what exactly is the SPEAK campaign and how did it come about, Nick? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, the Speak campaign is actually the evolution of uh, an earlier campaign, which was known as the Global Day of Citizen Action, or GDCA. Um, and uh, when I joined the, the Civicus team in, in 2017, there was a desire to, I guess, kind of repackage, redesign, rethink um, the way in which we were seeking to uh, engage the broader public uh, and to mm -hmm. help motivate and mobilize civil society to, 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 to kind of get our voices out there. Uh, and so it was through that process that, that, um, that Speak was born. Um, I guess that the story of Speak is kind of one of, of uh, evolution and iteration in the sense that in 2017 when we launched Speak, it was uh, the focus of the campaign was really around um, these Days of global action um, in uh, in 2017 it was four days, uh, but, uh, mm -hmm. but the theme I guess of that first year of speak was really about speaking out, um, and we were seeking to offer a platform uh, for uh, people's voices to be heard, whether that be individuals or organisations or movements, you know, across civil society, and um, and that was awesome. Like it was really successful. The, the 2017 mm -hmm. campaign we reached large numbers. We were able to. Uh, help offer uh, to, to kind of surface and amplify these, these, these amazing voices of, of, uh, of people doing work across a range of social issues. But I think part of what we learned through that was um, there's a lot of campaigns and initiatives that do that. There are a lot of opportunities um, for people to raise their voices, to come together, to speak, speak out and to be heard. 
Um, it's not to say that there shouldn't be more, and, and that is absolutely a critical part of um, the, the process of change and the kind of ecosystem of social change. However, we, our reflection, I guess, at the end of 2017 and into 2018 was that uh, one of the biggest challenges, and I would say even crises facing our world, uh, is one of division and polarisation, uh, social, political and, and otherwise. And we saw an opportunity for the Speak campaign to kind of move beyond this idea of speaking out and rather move towards the concept of speaking with. And, mm -hmm. and we kind of challenged ourselves and, and, and through that challenged kind of the, the, uh, the Civicus, the broader Civicus membership and beyond uh, because this is a campaign that, that involves organisations beyond the, the Civicus ecosystem. Um, and to say, you know, as civil society, how can we uh, once a year come together uh, and more than that, bring together people who need to be speaking with each other but, but aren't necessarily uh, because they don't mm -hmm. trust each other, because they have different backgrounds or understandings or perspectives, um, because uh, they, they, they are divided by identity or ideology or um, those in power trying to turn us against each other. How can we use this moment of global action uh, once a year to, to encourage civil society and indeed anyone to hold events and actions that use the power of dialogue, the power of conversation um, to bridge divisions, build understanding uh, and to help kind of create the, uh, the more just, sustainable, peaceful world that I think everybody wants ultimately, uh, but that often mm -hmm. starts with uh, the willingness to sit down and have a conversation, um, sometimes an uncomfortable conversation, or at least initially, uh, with people that may not see the world in the same way that we do, but who we need to be able to understand and in some cases join forces with if we are to respond to these type of mm -hmm. issues that affect us all. Um, and, and I mentioned some of them earlier. So um, yeah, we, we made that kind of transition to, to the theme of speaking with um, in 2018. It was very successful. Uh, some really, as you mentioned earlier, some beautiful and powerful stories of these events uh, that, that took place. And we've continued that. Uh, that theme of speaking with into 2019 and um, and the upcoming uh, days of action, which uh, which are happening at the end of this week. Oh wow, that is awesome! So I'm I'm just really curious, uh, what types of work did you have to do in advance to get all those people from around the world to participate? <laughs> uh, a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think we had we had an existing. Uh, group of, of, uh, of members, obviously, the Civicus membership is, is quite large and, ex and extensive and, as I mentioned, you know, comes from a range of different civil society organisations. But, um, yeah, particularly when we made this, this kind of decision to pursue this theme of speaking with and trying to bridge divisions through dialogue, we recognised ourselves as organisers and as the Civicus team um, that, you know, we need to be practicing what we preach and actually reaching out, mm -hmm. like getting outside the bubble of civil society, reaching out across divisions and, and also learning from uh, best practice, you know, like who, who mm -hmm. are the organizations or groups around the world that are already doing this really well that we can learn from and work with because uh, the purpose of this campaign was never to reinvent the wheel, um, but rather was to try and 
bring together some of the great work that was already happening and, and amplified and, and hopefully make it and connect it and make it even better. So we reached out to groups like uh, Search for Common Ground to do incredible work in, um, in some of the toughest kind of, um, uh, cultural and, and ethnic situations in the world, um, a lot of kind of post-conflict regions. Um, we reached out mm -hmm. to uh, More in Common, uh, who are a wonderful group doing a lot of research, but now also some action in bridging divisions in places like the US and, and, um, and Europe. Uh, and we then joined forces with the likes of the National Conversation Project and Listen First Coalition, um, that is a, a US-based coalition of, I think, over uh, 250 organisations who are seeking to uh, to mend the frayed fabric of American society um, through uh, these conversations uh, that bridge divisions and particularly that can bridge political divisions. Uh, and so I think a combination of like research and partnerships uh, and then just really experimenting, you know, we took some, we took a lot of risks, um, particularly with the, the first uh, year of, of this thing we're speaking with. So that was last year, um, we funded work, um, including some quite kind of, um, uh, I would say innovative, but also risky work in places like uh, Yemen um, to, to try and uh, to try and have bridge divisions and help to, to seek to bring peace to that region, um, which was overwhelmingly successful, but uh, but also kind of quite experimental. Um, and I think in some ways that's been part of the the success of Speak, but also the um, uh, the, the great uh, privilege that it is to be part of it is to have. Uh, that opportunity to to innovate and experiment and learn and and uh, and change and adapt and I think that's something that, that as civil society uh, we need to try and do more of, uh, particularly as we respond to to challenges and opportunities around us. Oh, that is awesome! You know, there's a foundation here in Chicago. It's the Chicago Community Trust, and every year they sponsor conversations. Um, they started off by talking about race um, here in mm -hmm. Chicago, and, and they would have conversations amongst um, about 17,000 participants around the city. You know, um, different wow. groups would organize dinners, and they would talk, you know, around race. And, and I just see what you're doing as something similar, but it's, you know, impacting folks around the world. So I'm thinking um, offline, I'm going to introduce you to the folks here in Chicago, and who knows, there may be some opportunity for you guys to to network and, and talk about some common issues. So Yeah, please do. We'd love that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Now, let's talk about the impact of 2018, the Speak 2018. How, you know, how did that go, and how did you measure some of the impact? Yeah, so we uh, we made a real um, effort in 2018 to try and measure our success because I think that um, in the work that we do in civil society uh, and in the area of social justice or social change more broadly, I think uh, sometimes we're a little bit too easy on ourselves, <laughs> um, and I don't mean <laughs> to be uh, uh, to be overly harsh, but like I think that. Um, sometimes we think just because we're doing good work, that's enough. And we don't need to then put the same kind of rigor into measurement of our results as we would if we were in the corporate sector or in government. Um, and I, I personally disagree with that. And I think that, that Civica's position as well is that like, 
when we do this sort of work, all the more reason um, that we should uh, measure our results, hold ourselves and others accountable, um, and not just to kind of funders and donors, although that's obviously very important, but, but to our beneficiaries, like to the people that we're seeking to empower and to bring together, uh, because if we are not doing what we say we are, then we need to change um, and we need to learn and we need to improve. And so uh, I speak, I think, has been one of the uh, initiatives, one of the Civicus initiatives that has perhaps most um, uh, <laughs> zealously pursued uh, the use of data and the power of data as a kind of tool for measuring our impact and our success. And so we built in data from the very beginning uh, of the campaign, particularly in 2018. Uh, there was actually a partnership between Speak and an initiative called Data Shift, which is another initiative as, as part of, of Civicus. Um, and we measured three, three key things um, in order to try and uh, track our success last year. The first was the extent to which people had a positive experience um, of attending the events. Mm -hmm. We used something called the Net Promoter Score or the NPS, which is used across industries. Um, and it's a kind of simple tool, uh, uh, very well used and, and very reputable. And the reason that we wanted to track the extent of people's positive experience was because research tells us that um, having a positive experience is the best indicator of people's willingness to have conversations <laughs> and to continue conversations <laughs> with people from different perspectives, you know, if they actually have a good time. Mm -hmm. So that was the first. The okay. second was that we tracked the percentage of people who spoke with somebody that they wouldn't normally as a result of the speak events because we wanted to ensure that the events were actually diverse, like did they actually bring together audiences from different backgrounds or perspectives or was it just the usual suspect? Um, and then the final one was in terms of tangible results or commitments um, that came as a direct or indirect result um, of, uh, of speak events. And so, again, as you said earlier, there were some, some really beautiful stories of you know, peace agreements that were signed, follow-up events that were organised, advocacy campaigns that were launched, um, and that was the type of data and stories that we were, qualitative information in that case, that we were seeking in order to be able to justify the, 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 the mm -hmm. continuation of the campaign, but also learn as to like, you know, what we uh, uh, what we could improve on and how we could make the campaign even better in 2019 and beyond. Okay, that is really, really awesome. So let's now talk about some of the case studies from Speak 2018. Can you tell us about Bill Green Group in Albania? Yeah, sure. So this was a, um, a the, the work that they did there was really beautiful. Um, uh, as you said, it was it was an it was a, a three day workshop actually um, that was organised by a group called Build Green Group uh, in Albania. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they they brought together young people from uh, the Roma community, it's called a marginalised ethnic community in Albania, and brought them together with mm -hmm. non Roma youth. Um, in Albania, and uh, and the reason they did that is that these two groups rarely have the chance to interact, uh, and so what they did was they used across the three days they used a, a mix of team building exercises, um, open dialogues, and then also artistic expression, um, in order to help um, these two groups of youth uh, confront the misperceptions uh, that they had about each other. And, and spread messages of, of inclusion and non-discrimination within their communities. And uh, it was really quite quite 
beautiful, the type of, of uh, stories and images that, that, that came from this event. Uh, the, the event actually culminated in the painting, the joint painting of an outdoor graffiti mural um, in the, um, in the mm -hmm. capital of Tirana. Um, and one of the things that stuck with me from this event was that uh, one of the organisers in, in telling the story of, of, uh, of the work that they did and the, and the outcomes said that, you know, a lot of the participants that were there had never been face to face with one another. But for her, um, the, the more powerful element of the event was that it actually helped people bring people face to face with themselves and with their own prejudices and their own misperceptions uh, of each other and of the, of, of the other group. Uh, and, uh, and if you kind of look at um, so many of the challenges I think that we face uh, around the world, both at, you know, at a local, national and a global level, so many of them stem from this kind of prejudice and this misperception and misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a, a lovely kind of example of, of, uh, of what can change. And in, in some ways also mm -hmm. like, how, how, how little <laughs> is needed, you know, in order to change perception. Sometimes it's just about spending time with each other um, and, and having the opportunity to be exposed to and to interact with people that we wouldn't normally. And, and that's, even that mm -hmm. can be enough to, to radically transform the way that we see others and indeed the way we see ourselves. And what I love about your approach is you definitely have ways that you can measure impact and these are typically things that are difficult to measure so I thank you so much for sharing you know not only that case study but you know before also sharing the impact you know how you measure it mm. okay yeah so, totally I mean I, I think that the mm -hmm. sorry I was just gonna say I think that I think that's right I think you know measuring uh, measuring impact is essential and we also need to know that also some of these things do take time and so I guess I'm not suggesting mm -hmm. that uh, you know it's a balance right between finding uh, measurements and, and data that can help us know what we're doing right and if we're heading in the right direction um, but also recognizing that um, while some changes can happen instantaneously some also take a long time um, and that's okay and we need to be willing to invest uh, for the long term particularly if we're trying to tackle you know, deep-seated uh, mistrust or resentment or uh, divisions that have a long history uh, behind them uh, and, and that won't be solved as easily. Uh, but at the same time, there are ways of being able to know uh, if we're, how we're doing in the short term and if we're heading in the right direction so that we can continue to, um, to put that investment and that time into the long-term transformation uh, that, uh, that is needed. Okay, great. Thank you so much. So I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to the Nonprofit Utopia podcast, and we're speaking with Nick McKay. He's the Speak Campaign Consultant at Civicus World Alliance for Civic Participation. We're now ready to take questions and comments from our listening audience and chat room. Our call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. Now, I do see there is a caller. Um, caller, your number is 773-624-0585. I'm going to make your mic live. And if you have any comments or questions, please let us know. Um, your mic is live now. Did you have any comments or questions? 
Okay. Apparently, our caller is just listening and didn't have any comments or questions. Um, feel free to post in the chat room. Call in with any comments or questions that you might have. And while we're waiting for others to come on with comments or questions, we will um, go ahead, um, Nick, you and I. So an, another case study I found to be very interesting is the Mentally Aware Nigeria Initiative. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So uh, Mentally Aware Nigeria Initiative, or, or MANI, as they are um, referred to uh, for short, is uh, yeah, they're just a, an incredible group of um, of young people in Nigeria who are tackling issues of of mental health. Um, and it is, I think, as in you know, as in many parts of the world, there's still a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to, to issues mm-hmm. of mental health and well-being. Uh, but particularly in in countries like Nigeria, um, there can be significant stigma. Um, there is a lot of misunderstanding. Uh, there are some quite extreme. Um, uh, views and perspectives on it, um, including from um, from religious groups and others, um, and uh, and and yet it is, and all of that kind of makes the experience of of, of mental health or rather mental illness um, harder, uh, particularly for young people who who, who can um, can suffer in silence. And so the work of Manny ha- is really about kind of you know, breaking the silence um, around mental health, helping to change perceptions and and attitudes and understandings. And so what they did as part of, and indeed, um, Manny was actually, they were the recipient of um, the 2017 uh, Nelson Mandela Grasso Michelle Innovation Award, which is one of the awards that that Civicus, global awards that Civicus gives out. Um, And the founder of Manny, uh, Victor Hugo, came to to Suva in Fiji for International Civil Society Week to to receive that award. He's incredible. Incredible man, uh, a doctor, and uh, and uh, a, um, a kind of a, a, someone who himself has lived with with, uh, with issues of of, uh, of mental illness, and, and just a just mm-hmm. a really uh, inspirational guy. But basically, as part of um, Speak, they um, they organised an event based on their what they call conversation cafes, uh, where they bring together young people and those uh, with mental illness and those without, um, in order to just have conversations about what it actually is and what it's like to live with, uh, with mental illness and what it means and how people can help as friends and family and so mm-hmm. on. Um, and so they, they ran a number of those, I think in four cities um, across Nigeria, uh, Nigeria wow. uh, as part of speak last mm-hmm. year. And um, the great thing was they were able to actually track changes in attitudes or understandings through that process. So they did like a survey of 10 key questions, I think, at the start as people arrived um, at the conversation cafes and then they did the same survey at the end um, in order to be able mm-hmm. to, as I said, track that kind of change. And, and there were some really uh, positive um, outcomes in terms of the, the impact that those conversations had on, on particularly people who didn't have a, a lived experience of, of mental illness. Um, and again, it was a great mm-hmm. example of kind of using, using data um, and uh, for, for using the power of data in order to, to really kind of keep ourselves accountable um, for the work that we do in civil society and to learn as to how we can, we can do even better. Okay, that's great. Um, Nick, I see another caller. I'm going to patch this person in, um, see if he or she has any comments or questions. So caller at 
area code 312-286-7625. Um, did you have any questions or comments? Hi, Valerie. Can you hear me? Yes, Valerie? yes. Is this Linda? Yes, it is. Hi, Valerie. Yes. How are you? I'm great. And so you? I am, I, I'm doing okay. I've been listening to awesome. the podcast, and I think it's going really well so far. And um, okay. so... As you know, um, we were trying to participate in this event this year, and we found out about it a little late. Um, And so we are definitely interested in coordinating and doing something for 2020. So I was wondering if we can Mm -hmm. find out from your speaker what the plans are for 2020 and how people can participate here and or around the world. All right. And and you know what? Before you go any further, I just want to say this is Linda Stetler, and I thank yep. Linda. Linda is responsible for this conversation. She she invited me and a group of other folks from around the city of Chicago to work with her TechSoup and Net Squared to pull off you know an event. But I, I think Linda only learned like what two or three weeks ahead of the event, and we we tried yeah. as best we could to. Think of something, but at any rate, let me get out the way. And Linda, did you have anything else <laughs> you wanted to add? <laughs> well, um, some of what it is that we were thinking about was um, using some of your suggestions and just producing an event maybe a little later this year as well, um, and kind of hopefully creating a template so that we can participate fully with you in 2020. Um, some of the ideas that we were talking about that we really liked were um, the idea of a film festival and or a food event. And um, we were theoretically going to try to combine both. So um, have you, what types of events have people done um, in that respect? And um, what, what kind of outcomes did you see from those types of events? Hey Linda, well thanks so much for for calling in and and thank you for putting uh, for helping to make this conversation happen um, and the interest <laughs> in uh, in speaker. I'm sorry that uh, that you found out a little bit late this year to be involved, but uh, we'd love to have have you do something um, next year. And I think the sort of uh, things that you're mentioning are uh, spot on in terms of uh, potential. Um, I guess, inspirations or starting points for, for an event. It's funny how things like uh, film and the arts and uh, food, sport, have an ability to kind of bring us together. Um, and they, they almost act as like a universal language, uh, I guess, that, that um, can bridge divisions and, and create these type of connections that, uh, that we seek through these events. Um, so... Some of the examples that, that I can think of from, from last year um, that might be helpful uh, on the film festival front, um, there was a group called Take One Action in Scotland. They run a they run a, an annual film festival um, that uh, that shows movies and premieres movies uh, about social issues and issues of social justice. Um, but what they do really well is they make space before and after the films for dialogue, um, for Q and A and conversations. Um, and they, they've been kind of piloting and testing in part through the Speak campaign, um, more dynamic ways of being able to do that so that um, so that you don't just go into a theatre and watch a film 
um, and have this collected experience, but not actually be able to interact with one another. Um, so that's that's a that's a great example, and and indeed, you know, having that shared experience of seeing a film or um, or, or some other you know form of the arts can be a great way of breaking the ice. You know, you've had this, this shared experience, and then and then you already have something in common when you begin a conversation, uh, even if you have other differences. Um, and in terms of food, uh, we saw some yeah some beautiful examples again last year of, of the use of um, the use of food. Um, uh, there was actually it's an organisation called URDA um, who ran events in Lebanon, Spain, and the Netherlands. Uh, that brought together refugees and host community members to cook traditional dishes um, from their homelands. And then uh, over a meal, they would discuss some of the root causes of racism and discrimination and fear of the other, um, which are prevalent in all of those countries, um, particularly for, for people who are new arrivals and refugees. And so, yeah, I guess another example of using um, something like food um, as a way of being able to um, to break the ice and, and, and build a, a build connections and, and a shared understanding. Um, so I think those are those are great uh, starting points for any future event um, in 2020. Um, but I'd also encourage you guys, you know, if you if you want to do something later this year or early next year, um, you know, please do because our hope is that even though Speak has this kind of these days of global action once a year, uh, we're hoping that this is this sparks kind of a, an ongoing um, desire and movement um, for these type of conversations um, to happen, uh, you know, every day of the year because these issues don't uh, <laughs> don't just come uh, come around once a year and um, and in some cases they require you know multiple and ongoing um, dialogue. Uh, so if uh, if that's something that uh, you guys are keen to explore or to, to test in the meantime, then um, then by all means. Uh, please do. We'd love to hear about your experiences. Okay. So we'll, we'll let you know if it happens. We're, we're uh, thinking through some venues and some ideas. Um, some of the reason that this has come out is um, we do um, have connections with some nonprofits that we know um, produce um, short documentary films about different work going on around the city. And so that's some of where the, the film festival idea has come from. And I know that there are multiple um, nonprofit organizations that I know about that also have just video, you know, explainer videos about what it is that they do and, and who it is that they're trying to help. And just um, perhaps even just providing um, a forum so that people know that these organizations are out there and, and what kind of work is being done in our communities, I think, might help them as well. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that our hope is that part of um, one of the, the results of, of uh, this campaign and, and these events is that uh, civil society organizations who are doing amazing work uh, connected to each other and connected to, to other communities and other groups um, that they might not normally be, um, but, but uh, who they kind of need to be or, or when they are, the opportunities for um, creating change and, and for addressing the issues that they exist to, to, uh, uh, to work on um, are just uh, amplified. So it's it's, um, it's awesome to hear the, the types of ideas that you're having and, and the connections that are that are already being forged. Well, thank you. Thank you for being so encouraging. Um, so um, 
And I, we, Valerie and I worked on um, something a little while ago. She's a lovely person, and the event came off really well. So I'm hoping that we can repeat our past success, Valerie. Yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, and and Nick, we will definitely keep you posted, and I'm going to also um, put you in direct contact with Linda so that you know we can all you know be on the same page. I, I don't know if this is something you can directly sponsor, you know, given that it's kind of not in your cycle, but we will keep you posted and have a dry run for, you know, 2020. Absolutely. That'd and be also for anybody, and for anybody listening oh, ahead, in the Linda. Chicago area that's interested in participating, um, you know, feel free to reach out to us. Okay. Linda, you want to share your contact? information where they might contact you? Sure. Um, my name is Linda Stetler, so that's L-I-N-D-A. Stetler is S-T-E-T-T-L-E-R. Um, and my email, uh, the best email to reach me would be L Stettle, so that would be L-S-T-E-T-T-L-E at Mac, M-A-C, dot com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Linda. I really appreciate your calling. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you for everything you do, Valerie. Very nice meeting you, Nick. You too, Linda. Thanks so much for calling in. Bye now. Okay, bye-bye. All righty. So let's talk about, is it Kratis? I, I might be mispronouncing that. That's C-R-A-D-D-E-S, all capital letters in Benin. Yeah, so uh, we refer to them as Crates, but I'm, I'm not sure if we're getting the, <laughs> <laughs> the pronunciation right either. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, okay, that's funny. I'm so glad I spelled it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're great organizers. Um, in Benin, and um, and yeah, they they uh, they ran a um, two two different events or two linked events um, as part of last year's speak campaign uh, on to try and address the issue of interreligious marriage, uh, which is uh, still a big deal um, in Benin, and and uh, part of the challenge is actually for the young for the young people who are um, in those marriages, uh, they face uh, they can face stigma. Um, in some cases, direct violence, and that can lead to even suicide um, members of those, um, wow. of those relationships. And so uh, the work that Cradies did in their, um, in their event was, was really courageous and, 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 quite, um, and quite remarkable. They, the first thing they did is they ran an intergenerational dialogue. It was the first of its kind, um, and it brought together religious leaders um, and young people from across the three major faith groups. And the purpose to not only ease the kind of tension around this issue of interreligious marriage, but also build understanding of you know what actually does bring these couples together and what do their their faith um, say um, about um, about that con- the concept of interreligious relationships. Uh, and then following that, they had a film screening uh, for around a, a thousand university students um, to help sensitise them um, to the issue. And wow. the great thing was. All of the conclusions and the recommendations that came, particularly out of the dialogue, um, are now being used to advocate 
um, with religious leaders, with young people, and with the government of Benin um, in order to reduce some of these problems um, that are being faced by, by young people who are in these marriages and, and to try and kind of um, bring a, a better way forward, um, both for, for the youth and also then for, for, um, for leaders and members of, of all of these major faith groups in Benin. That is great. So what would you say are some of the lessons that you've learned from Speak 2018? <laughs> um, there were a bunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that, uh, and, and some of them were, uh, you know, we learn a lot about what not to do um, as well as what to do. Um, I, I think that, yeah. um, let me pull out um, three, and these were not necessarily the major ones, but they're, they're ones that, that were sort of top mm -hmm. of mind for me. I think the first is that the theme uh, uh, really resonated, this idea of uh, speaking with and bridging divisions and 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 it, it, it seemed to be highly relevant um, in a range of, of different countries around the world that the division and the issues might have been different um, but the kind mm -hmm. of the, the, the root causes um, and the results were in many many cases the same um, so that was one thing that we learned which is why we then obviously continued with the same theme in 2019 um, I think another thing we learned was that it is possible to have these kind of hard conversation if we have the courage to, to reach out and just to start uh, speaking to one another. That, that these, mm -hmm. um, that the dialogue and, and that words have power and, um, and we can do it. We just need to create the opportunities and then kind of take that step of faith. And a third one is that uh, even distributed campaigns, which is I think very much what Speak is, it's this idea of creating a concept and tools and resources and then putting it out there so that organizations and individuals and communities can come together and, and use that and engage in the campaign in the ways that make the most sense to them. We had, a, we had and we have a lot of flexibility in terms of what are the issues that people seek to address through their events, how do they go about doing it, um, and yet despite commitment to running a distributed campaign, one of the things we've learned is that you still need some sort of central coordination in order to make it all work mm -hmm. and to ensure that people actually have the support that they need. And so the existence of a, albeit very small uh, and lean team in Civicus has been really important uh, in the overall success of the campaign. We're by no means the major um, ingredient or, or factor is one of the reasons I think why it's been successful is that there's been a level of investment and resources in coordinating team in order to empower and to distribute the campaign uh, across. Okay, that's great. So I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to the Nonprofit Utopia podcast. We are speaking with Nick McKay, Speak Campaign Consultant at Civicus World Alliance for Civic Participation. We're taking questions and comments now. The call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. And caller at 773-624-0585, I'm going to try you one more time and see if by now you might have a question. Okay, your mic is live. Did you have a question? No question or comment?
Yeah, sometimes people just call in to listen and you know because they can hear more clearly and they may not necessarily have a comment or a question. So I'm assuming that is what's going on with that particular caller. And now let's talk about Speak 2019. What can we expect from 2019, Speak, speak 2019? Uh, well, hopefully um, more of the same and better uh, is, our, is our desire. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have our, um, the Speak 2019 campaign is, uh, is happening this coming Friday, the 20th, and Saturday, the 21st. So this year we have most of our events over 24 hours of, of global action, so from 5 p.m. on Friday to 5 p.m. on Saturday in people's local time. Uh, but there will be events that happen before and after that and indeed in the weeks to come. Uh, the theme of the again is about speaking with and, um, and events that use the power of dialogue to, to bridge divisions and build understanding. And it's been, we, we have, I think so far, we have 150 events registered in 50 countries wonderful there'll be quite a few more than that that happen in the end uh, but uh, but that's the number that we have so far registered on the on the speak website website rather we uh, together we speak.org and um, we've been in terms of the kind of the timing of the campaign we moved it forward this year so I think in 2018 November to coincide with the international tolerance the reason that we moved it forward to September is to coincide with a, a week of, of monumental global action um, that's happening uh, beginning on the 20th uh, and through the, the, the week thereafter. So the 20th also the, the, um, the, the day of a mass uh, climate action and the climate strikes as part of the Fridays for Future movement. And, uh, mm -hmm. and indeed, that will kind of kick off a week of action through to uh, there's, there's two critical UN summits that are happening uh, in New York, one to address the progress of the sustainable development and another to review progress on the, the climate accord. And so, you know, and a lot of the work that's, that's taking place uh, in the last week of September is all about uh, bringing people together. And, and having finding ways that people can stand with each other in order to uh, respond to and address some of these uh, significant challenges of our time. And so part of the reason we speak to happen at the beginning of and to help kind of kick off this week of action is that we believe that if we are to stand with each other uh, in order to create this world that we want, we first need to be able to speak with each other, particularly those with whom we disagree. Uh, because these issues don't discriminate, uh, whether it's climate change or rising quality or uh, attacks on basic freedom, uh, they will ultimately impact us all. Uh, the rich, the poor, the global north, the global south, the, the privileged, the persecuted, all of us uh, will ultimately feel the impact of this. And so not only do we need to stand with each other, but we need to speak other in order to find ways of being able to, to act collectively uh, for the interests and for the of, of humanity as a whole. And so that really is our, our desire, with, particularly in Speak 2019, is that these events and these conversations would help people to find common ground um, that goes beyond mm -hmm. their differences and to, to remind each other and themselves and all of us of, of our common humanity at a time when the very future of humanity is uh, is at stake. 
Okay, great. Now, Nick, I only asked you for an hour of your time. We had a slight technical difficulty that might push us a little bit further. Can you give us a little bit more than an hour? <laughs> you know, maybe what, I, five to I ten can. minutes? Absolutely. Okay, awesome, awesome. Okay, yeah, you've got so much to share, and I, I don't want to miss anything. So. so you have prepared a toolkit, right? And you've got tips for event sponsors to help them host events that will maximize their impact. Can you talk a little bit about that kit and let us know where we might find it? Sure. So as I as I said earlier, part of our desire with Speak is that it be a, a truly distributed campaign, and and so that means we've done and and we are doing all that we can to be able to equip and empower organisations to run their own events uh, without us <laughs> as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So on the on the Speak website, so the the Speak website is togetherwespeak.org.org. Um, and there is a link up the top to resources, or you can just go to togetherwespeak.org forward slash resources. It's available in English, Spanish, and French. And we have uh, a range of resources there, everything from um, sample press releases to uh, social media um, advice to posters and um, and, a, and a quite significant um, and, and data analysis guides and all sorts of stuff. Uh, but yeah, the main resource that we've created is a toolkit. It's quite it's quite short, about kind of six pages, I think, and it tries to to capture some of the key uh, advice and lessons um, on what it takes to actually run a good event. Um, and uh, and so we really hope that, that that's uh, helpful and um, and is empowering organisations as they as they prepare for their events at the end of this week and um, and beyond. Okay, great, great. So, what might some of those tips be? And and really, kind of, what are some of the do's and don'ts have you observed? You know, over the past, like, this is your third year doing it, right? This mm, yeah, the third year of speak, and the set, and the second year with this focus on on bridging divisions. Um, I, I would say there's kind of three top that my top three um, pieces of advice are um, number one, pop your bubble. So um, there is this kind of uh, this sense, I think, particularly in civil society, but also beyond, that we have a tendency to live in these bubbles uh, that uh, disconnect us from each other, particularly those who are different, and that um, function in many ways as echo chambers where we're just hearing from and speaking with people that see the world as we do and think in the way that we do, and 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 that uh, might help us feel good about ourselves or our own views, but it doesn't challenge us about the way that we might think um, and it doesn't help us to, uh, to to look at different ways of seeing issues or, or, or events and so um, particularly for those who are uh, seeking to run these type of events and have these conversations you we need I think to kind of pop our bubble and get outside of, of our own our own bubble to reach out and to engage with people who are genuinely different who uh, come from different backgrounds or perspectives who we don't normally talk uh, to, uh, speak with uh, in order to to have real conversations that can lead to change. So that's that's one. Um, a second bit of advice is uh, not to forget the importance of breaking the ice. So uh, mm -hmm. one of our major 
suggestions in the toolkit is that all events start with some sort of icebreaker, an activity that helps people feel comfortable, that might ease tension, um, that helps build some sort of shared experience or connection uh, before you get into mm. deep conversation. And uh, the interesting mm -hmm. thing is like icebreakers don't have to have anything to do with the actual issue at hand. In fact, sometimes they're most powerful when they have nothing to do with issues. So it could be like, and it can be something mm -hmm. fun, you know, like I think sometimes as we, as we get older, we forget the importance of play uh, and, and fun, <laughs> right, right. laughter, you know, like <laughs> that's our, that's our, you know, I have, I have a, a young son, as you mentioned, and, and, uh, and another, and another child on the way. And like, when I look at my son who's four, like, you know, when he meets somebody new, the first thing that kids do is that they play with each other. Right? Like that's how they connect. Mm -hmm. How they that's how they yeah. um, build some sort of sense of, of of understanding. And you know, as we become older, we we forget that and, and we um and we dismiss it. And uh and and I think particularly we're seeking to connect with different. Then it can help to start by just and just having fun, having a laugh. You know, whether it's you know building some sort of you know structure using paddle pop sticks or whatever it is or like um, uh, some sort of activity that, that, that allows, you know, sometimes we do activities or we suggest people do activities where they stand in a circle and the host, you know, call out a lot of things, some serious, some not about, you know, stand, step forward if this is true of you. And, you know, people get to step in and out of the circle for each of those moments, but it really helps kind of um, break the ice and help people see each other as um, humans. <laughs> as individuals, um, as fellow human beings, not as representatives of a perspective or a, or a, or a race or a culture or a, or a religious belief, you know, just as people. Mm -hmm. So breaking the ice is, is critical. And then I think the final bit of advice I would give to event hosts or anyone who's seeking to bridge divisions uh, through, through dialogue uh, is, that, is to prioritise quality over quantity. A lot mm -hmm. of the times in, in society you know we try and run big events get thousands of people together and and that can be great and that can be really important um but it's better to have uh, a small group of people who actually get to engage in real and meaningful conversation with each other um and to connect mm -hmm. than it is in my opinion than it is to have thousands of people who kind of sit passively and listen to somebody give a lecture or a speech um, on the topic of, of connection and tolerance. You know? So you can have, you can have a bunch of people come along and that's fine. But I think there needs to be opportunities to, to do things in large groups in small groups and, and often then in pairs. Um, if we are to actually have the type of conversations that can change attitudes and that can uh, ultimately transform societies. Okay, great. Now, can you tell us a, a little bit about some of the events that you're hearing about around the world? Yeah, sure. So there's um there's a bunch of of great things that are that are happening, uh, and um and what happens is like we tend to hear some of the stories before, and then we get a bunch more afterwards. So I'm really looking forward to to what comes over the over the coming weeks. Uh, I guess a couple mm -hmm. that I can highlight. Um, one is happening in Tanzania. Um, it's being run by a group called Kanara, so Youth Evolution. And um, in Tanzania, as in many parts of the world, uh, political division is uh, is extremely high, particularly between supporters of the two leading political parties there. Uh, and it, mm -hmm. it leads to uh, to significant quarrelling and poor cooperation, um, even in you know really important 
terms of building the nation uh, of Tanzania and uh, or Tanzania, depending on where in the world you come from and how you pronounce it. Um, and so Kanara is going to, to host a participatory workshop with young people from both of the, the key parties. Um, and the goal is bringing them together to discuss their differences and to uh, to participate in, um, in in some community development activities. And, and in that kind of spirit of, or in that vein of trying to build a spirit of togetherness, they're actually going to conduct a, a cleanup at the local primary school. Um, and again, this is kind of an example of like um, icebreakers and uh, and something um, something practical, something physical uh, that uh, that it's not just going to be uh, dialogue and conversation, though that's going to be a critical part. But they're also going to do something. You know, they are going to have this experience, these youth from from these two political parties, of doing something together, um, of cleaning up the local primary school, seeing what's possible, um, even in a kind of in a, in a really small micro way, of of how things can change when they come together and they uh, and they put aside their political beliefs. Uh, in service of the nation, um, so that's going to be really exciting um, to, to see that uh, to see that happen. Um, there's a bunch of events happening um, that are being hosted by um, similar organisations um, from from last year as well. Um, so I think we, we talked earlier about uh, about Cradies, um, and they are running another event um, this year in in Benin. Um, this time. Um, they're going to be looking at uh, at issues between two of the major ethnic groups uh, and um, and uh, and the ways that they can be um, brought together um, and and try and put some of the xenophobia and the clashes um, that that often take place um, between those groups. And so they're going to do a, a radio program in a range of different languages. There's a, an intergenerational workshop, which um, I mentioned they they ran last year on the topic of of um, interreligious marriage, mm -hmm. and they're going to have a football match. A football match as well um, to promote oh, uh, wow. integration. So it's um, yeah, it's wonderful to kind of um, uh, uh, to, to hear about these. Um, I guess one other to mention is that we're, we've joined forces against the, the National Combat Project in the US, and um, uh, they in turn have uh, have collaborated with uh, the or Weave Project, and so they these Weaver conversations. Um, mm -hmm. and testing them over the over the course of the, the speak uh, days of uh, of action um, to facilitate dialogue. Largely, I think it'll be online, which is cool too. I mean, like a lot of our events are physical, but then there are digital events as well and digital conversations in Zoom and platforms. Uh, so they'll be having some some Weaver conversations uh, about the, uh, the the social kind of fabric divisions in the US and and how people can kind of um, Come back to that concept of of, uh, of the United States of America um, and what it actually means uh, to to be part of a of a united country where we can see each other as um, as people and recognise the, um, the 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 diversity or, or see our, our difference as being um, something that's positive and that diversity as being a strength. So it'll be uh, awesome and really exciting to to see what comes out of those conversations as well. Oh, this is really, really exciting. So I guess in addition to getting involved with SPEAK, um, how can we get involved with Civicus work, you know, in general and then SPEAK in, you know, sure. specifically? 
Yeah, so uh, anybody who, um, any, anyone who's part of civil society, and again, Civicus uh, uh, defines that broadly, so you could be a, from a, an NGO or a civil society organisation, you could be an individual activist or part of a kind of informal social movement um, or, a, or a, faith, a faith group. If you'd like to become a member of, of Civicus and join the alliance of, as I said, over 4,000 members around the world, um, you can do that. There's um, various levels of membership. Uh, some are free and some and some cost a small amount. Uh, but if you go to civicus.org um, and then just follow the links, uh, you'll be able to to find um, the opportunities for um, uh, for being able to, uh, to to become a member of Civicus and find out all about the initiatives that uh, that we run. And um, if you are keen to be uh, to be part of the Speak campaign, um, if you're already planning an event and, and you haven't yet registered, you just go to the website togetherwithspeak.org and you can register that. If you want to attend an event um, that's already happening, you can go there and, and search the event looking for something by country um, that's in your local area. Um, and I guess one last thing I wanted to mention was that we're putting out a, a challenge um, to, to anybody around the world, and this can be this is the individuals to that, that uh, to be part of the Speak campaign on uh, on Friday, this Friday the 20th and Saturday the 21st, um, in your own way. And uh, and the challenge is this: basically, uh, commit to having a conversation with somebody that you wouldn't normally, whether that's in person or online. Uh, and and then share the experience of that conversation on social media using the hashtag #TogetherWeSpeak, and so that could be mm -hmm. as simple as having a conversation with the barista who makes you coffee in the morning, uh, who you normally just give your order to, um, but don't actually engage mm -hmm. and speak with, uh, or it could mm -hmm. or it could be uh, something like um, uh, reaching out to you know the fr a friend of a friend who you've seen express. Uh, political opinions on Facebook uh, that are very different from your own, and um, and just ask, like start a conversation and um, and see what comes of it, and uh, and listen uh, to what the person has to say. Uh, listen, listen first to try and understand where they're coming from. So necessarily try and change mm -hmm. their their mind or um, or transform the way they see, uh, see see the world. They might as a result of your conversation, or it might be you that actually experiences the, the biggest change, but I think that mm -hmm. this kind of culture of bridging divisions and, and using the power of of, um, of speaking with each other um, happens through events, but it also happens through daily, seemingly insignificant interactions um, that can actually lead to, to quite um, profound change. Okay, now question for you. You're laying out the challenge. Do you want us to do this by when? The 21st or? Just make it a point it's to do it kind of in our daily lives. No, no, well, sure, in your daily life, absolutely. But as part of um, as part of this kind of global um, movement and, and campaign, uh, to do it this Friday, mm -hmm. the 20th, or Saturday, the 21st, or both. Um, okay. So have a conversation um, in, in person mm -hmm. or online with someone you would normally, uh, and then share the experience um, and how it went uh, uh, using the hashtag of Together We Speak. And we'll be pulling through all of the um, all of the content that uses that hashtag uh, uh, over the course of the days of action will all be um, uh, featured on the on the Speak website, and then we'll also be share, reposting and sharing some of the best content uh, on the Civica social media platforms as well. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Nick.
So we've come to the end of our show, and I'd like to thank you, Nick McKay. And Nick is the <clears throat> Speak Campaign Consultant at Civicus World Alliance for Civic Participation. So before we go, Nick, would you care to share any parting thoughts and tell our listening audience how they can get in touch with you? Sure. So if uh, if you'd like to, to get in touch with, um, with me or with the, the Speak team, you can contact us via email at uh, speak, S-P-E-A-K, at civicus, which is C-I-V-I-C-U-S dot org, O-R-G, so that's speak at civicus dot org. Um, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can also check out the, um, the Speak website, togetherwespeak.org, um, and that has contact information as well. Um, and I guess my... <laughs> my parting thought. I don't know if I've got anything, um, anything particularly um, wise or profound to say, um, other than um, these. What we're what we're seeking to do, I guess, with this campaign and, and this um, this movement, is in many ways something very simple. It's just saying that we need to find more and better ways to be able to actually have conversations with one another and. Uh, and that is, it may seem simple, it may seem insignificant, but it has always been, I think, the way in which people change and communities change and, uh, and ultimately that the world changes. And so the more kind of open and intentional we can be about who we have those conversations with and the types of conversations we have and the way in which we enter them um, and are willing to not just kind of uh, seek to change somebody else's perspective, but also be willing to change our own. Uh, I think that mm -hmm. there is something there that can um, that can really transform um, individual lives and, and communities. And we've started to see that uh, through this campaign. We know that there's a bunch of other amazing organisations and movements doing similar work um, that we hope to learn from and to, to celebrate. And um, and we hope that we'll be a kind of uh, we're making a small contribution uh, in that space and that it continues to grow and become um, more and more significant and, a, and a, an even more powerful driver of, uh, of social change. Oh, awesome. All right. I'd like to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Nonprofit Utopia. I encourage you to go to iTunes and leave a review and I've included instructions for such a review in our comments section. So be sure to join us next week for yet another lively episode of Nonprofit Utopia. And you can sign up for a reminder right on this episode page. And until then, you take care. All right, Nick, thank you so much. And I'll be in touch offline, all right? Awesome. Thank you, Valerie. All right. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening.